Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of MSTA Presents. Uh, we are uh, continuing our workshop series, talking to some of the individuals that are going to be presenting at the MSTA convention in, in just a few short weeks. It happens soon. Uh, we're, this is October 31st, and November is right around the corner. I have with me today Robin Hogg. Robin is the instructional coach or an instructional coach with the Ledoux School District. Hi, Robin. Hi, Todd. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you for being willing to uh, do this today. Um, I I think what's interesting about um, the individuals that are willing to do workshops for us is finding out just, first of all, a little bit more about you and and then what made you interested in doing workshops, because I'm, I'm sure you've done this not just for MSTA, but for other organizations and obviously, it's a big part of your job as well. So, so wondering if you could talk a little bit about what you do as an instructional coach first, and then we'll talk about the workshop in general. Absolutely. And happy Halloween, everyone. Uh, what a fun day to be in education, right? <laughs> so um, I have a speech and debate background. And not that that you know, is required. I think anyone can do presentations anywhere. But I competed in speech and debate whenever I was in high school. Um, I coached speech and debate before I became an instructional coach. So I had a program at Brentwood High School for many years. Uh, so I do love public speaking. I love presenting. And I do that a lot as part of my job. So we're actually presenting uh, next week here in the district and then presenting at MSTA. And I think because it's super important for anyone to share the information that, you know, the things that have worked for you in the classroom or share information that you're reading about. And I, I just think that's so vital that teachers are sharing with each other. Um, so I know sometimes presenting can be a little bit scary, but I think that it's really, really important. And um, I'm presenting with a teacher, Kim Gachewski, who is a phenomenal teacher. And I think between both of us, because she also has some presentation experience um, at places like NCTE. Um, I think between the two of us, we bring you both the classroom perspective and a little bit of out of the classroom perspective. And I think um, that that makes a really nice duo. So, I, I mean, with, with a, a speaking background, obviously you feel comfortable in front of audiences. <clears throat> there are other individuals that are listening and they have uh, good ideas. They know their material. How how did they get started? I mean, what are some tips or um, hints, some things that you can give them to encourage them to uh, to do the same type of thing with uh, presentations? I think you have to start small. So start presenting around your building. I know that most PD in schools these days is teachers sharing strategies with other teachers. Um, that's how I got started. That's how a lot of people got started. So find ways to share with small groups of teachers where you work during a PLC something like that. I also think that preparation is key. So while public speaking is, you know, can be a little bit scary, if you're prepared, it usually goes a little bit better. Um, and making sure that you do enough to prepare what you're going to say, but also some activities where the audience gets a say as well. I think that's super important in presentations, and that's part of ours as well, where the audience is up, they're active, um, they're part of the presentation. I think that takes a little bit of the pressure off of you when the audience is doing things. But also, one thing that I would tell all teachers is you're presenting every day, right? I mean, we are in front of the classroom all the time. So while it doesn't always feel like a really formal presentation with our students, we're doing it. You know, we are always sharing knowledge and strategies and things like that. And so this is just um, another way to do that. 
this is a question that I've I've wondered over the course of the last two to three years. And of course, the pandemic has something to do with me wondering this, but um, in professional learning in school districts, has that changed a lot in the last two to three years or are are, um, are you seeing a lot more? Are you doing a lot more of the work rather than having outside individuals or organizations come in to do the learning or the professional learning or is it the same as it's always been? That's a great question. Um, and I do think because of the pandemic where we couldn't send teachers out for two years to go get professional development, we couldn't have people people in. A lot of professional development started happening via Zoom and other platforms like that. I think it has absolutely changed. I mean, even just um, having modules of professional development that teachers can work through online is something in the last few years that has become really popular of just um, getting micro credentials and finding modules where you can kind of work through something. So I think that has changed. I do think that puts a lot of pressure on teachers and their buildings mm-hmm. to present. Um, and we're all working through the ways to make that uh, where the teachers have time to do that and the compensation that they would need to do something like that. And I do think that gets to be a little bit tricky. And I know in our district, we are starting to bring in people again uh, or send people out, but that's really just happening this year. But I do think that the pandemic in changing almost everything about education also changed the ways in which we do professional learning. But I think that in general, PLCs had changed that quite a while ago Mm -hmm. where we started to rely on other teachers um, around us in order to gain knowledge. And so, I don't know, in some ways it's changed in that they're doing a little bit more formally, but in a lot of ways we've been doing that since PLCs came around. That makes so much more, I mean, it makes sense though. You have the experts right there in your school district Sometimes it's just a matter of figuring out how to organize that or structure that so everybody can learn from one another. And so, you know, I, 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 I think it's good. I think sometimes it's also important to have outside entities and organizations come in. But when you have the experts right there and uh, you, you fail to use them, then there's a problem. So it's good that the, the professionals that are around are able to share their knowledge. Um, so which is kind of what you're doing on our behalf or for MSTA. And I, I appreciate that. And I wanted to talk about your workshop, your workshop specifically, um, word, work, and vocabulary. Um, can you talk a little bit more about what that title means and, and what you're going to uh, be presenting uh, at convention? Yes. So Kim and I are both um, English teachers by trade. So obviously we needed some alliteration in the title. So we went with word work that works, right? Because you've got to have, you got to have that little bit of alliteration and sounds good. Um, But honestly, it's really more about how do we help students to work with words in classes to where words don't become just something on a vocabulary list of, oh, we just have to kind of know these terms but they're actually working with them. Um, And one of the things that Zaretta Hammond talks about in culturally responsive teaching is that students need to chew on information. So all students have to do some chewing. And we think that that's super important. And so we're going to try to talk in our presentation about the ways in which students can chew on words um, and work with them as opposed to just getting a vocab list, trying to memorize it, maybe doing a, a couple of written activities with it, But we're going to focus on visual activities, on discussion-based activities, on cooperative activities. Because I think one thing that teachers have 100% learned in the last few years is that we have to re-engage our kids. We have to get them back doing things in the classroom, working with things, re-engaging, talking to each other. And so our presentation is really going to focus on how do we get them to do that 
when it comes to vocabulary, which sometimes seems a little bit boring. Mm -hmm. And also the idea of not just terms, we don't just learn terms, we should be learning concepts. And so we really want to focus on conceptual learning, which Kim is a master at, um, and just talking about how do we help students to understand that our word work is based on deeper concepts that can transfer anywhere. And so no matter where you're doing the word work, in a science class, in a math class, in a social studies or English class, in an elective class, it can those concepts can transfer to other places. And that's really important to us, too. You know, I, I like that idea, the the imagery of chewing on words um, and, and kind of wrestling with words and, and thinking about meanings. Um, I, I don't want you to give anything away from your workshop, but can you think of an example or is there an example of of uh, something that's that you've had students do or someone else has had students do that kind of gives that uh, more visualization of chewing on words? Yes, absolutely. So one of the things um, that we'll be sharing, and we'll share several, so it's okay if we sneak. Oh, one. okay, good. <laughs> um, we have a whole bunch of strategies to share with y'all. Um, but one of the things that we'll be sharing is um, how we use discussion protocols uh, as word work. So a lot of times we might use a protocol like save the last word in class, uh, where students use a particular discussion protocol to talk about a text or to talk about a concept in social studies. And instead, we're going to talk about how do you use protocols like that um, with vocabulary? So how do you use those to help students chew on just a term versus um, an entire chapter that you read or something like that? So really like zeroing in, you know, kind of the watermelon versus the seed, right? Mm -hmm. And zeroing into the seed, which words are, and how do we make sure that they're chewing on those things again, because the goal is transfer, transfer of that conceptual knowledge. Um, so discussion protocols will be a big part of it. And also, like I said, visual protocols and uh, cooperative learning. But when the statistics tell us that student achievement can increase by 33% wow. with direct instruction of important words, we have to start thinking about what are the most important words and uh, what are the ways in which we can help students to gain information about those and work that with them. Which to me sounds very exciting because it's uh it, it's something that becomes a long-term concept, something that can help students um, throughout their their careers as students and learning and that sort of thing. And I, I'm I'm excited. I I uh, there's a lot more that goes into that um, the the uh, uh, name or the title of the workshop than just the title. Which the title's intriguing enough, but then when you talk about it, that's why I'm glad we had the chance to talk today because this is interesting. So. The work your workshop takes place when what day? We will be doing our workshop uh, Friday morning, seven thirty a.m. Because you know teachers yeah. love that love that morning. We learn best that way. So uh, we'll be we'll be kicking it off at seven thirty a.m. and hopefully um, lots of people will be there to join us to um, you know enjoy the early morning. I'll, I'll be honest. I have been over the years with MSTA. I have been surprised, pleasantly surprised, at the number of people that are up and ready to go for workshops at 7.30 a.m. I'm usually in the, the promo area for a uh, convention, so I don't get to see the workshops as much, but as I'm walking through the halls, I'm thinking, there are other people up with me. This is great. So that I 7.30, as you well know, does not scare anyone away, certainly not teachers. So they, they will definitely be there for, for the workshop. Right. <laughs> Robin, thank you for being willing to talk with me today about, about your workshop, about presenting workshops in general, because 
like I said, I think it's important to hear from those who've done it. And uh, is, is there anything else that you want to say or talk about before we wrap things up? I think uh, Kim and I are just really excited to share some of the strategies that we've been doing in class. Uh, for each strategy, we'll have some examples of how we've used it. Um, we'll have a lot of takeaways and uh, things that people can click on in the presentation, make copies of and take with them. So we're hoping to make it something that is really useful because I know as teachers, we don't have time to sit and get, right? So it will be active and it will be full of things that you could take with you and use in your classroom that next week. So if you were worried about being awake at 730, you're going to wake them up as they come into the room. Obviously, that's what it sounds like, at least. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Robin, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking time to talk with me about your workshop. Uh, we will be talking to other individuals about about their workshops, their presentations, uh, but conventions here quickly. If you haven't uh, thought about it or you haven't looked into to, uh, signing up or getting to convention, then now is the time to do so. Uh, Robin, I look forward to seeing you in person at convention. That's I'm excited that we are slowly starting to get back to a point where we uh, we have in-person activities. Virtual has been fine and it's important and it's a it's a good tool to use, but in person is uh is nice as well and i think just as important well so, thank you Robin, thank I'm, you yeah, thank go you ahead. for having me i'm super excited too yeah well I'm, I'm looking forward to it uh look for another episode of msta presents in a week until then everyone have a great week and like robin said happy halloween